Welcome to 20th and Blake. I'm Drew Creaseman, and I am very, very excited to be here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network doing my first episode of what I hope to be very, very many episodes of 20th and Blake here. I'm very excited. Like I said, I've got to give a huge shout out and thanks to Nate Lundy and everybody on the Mile High Sports team for having me. Couldn't be more elated to to be here, to be getting going on this adventure, and to get an opportunity to chat Colorado Rockies baseball with all of you. I prefer to keep the conversation on Colorado Rockies baseball, and, and you'll learn that a lot. But since this is the first one, and I know there may be a lot of people out there who have been following along with my Colorado Rockies podcasts and written material for years, but there's also probably a lot of new people listening to this. And so I wanted to say hello, thank you, my name is, all of that, and, and give you a little bit of my own brief history. I am a Colorado native. Born in Grand Junction, Colorado, grew up in and around that area, I've been living here my whole life, moved out to Boulder for school, that's right, CU Boulder, go Buffs, did that whole thing, and this will be, actually I was doing the math the other day, I said, no, that can't be right, this will be my 10th year covering the Colorado Rockies. Very, very excited to do that, to get into all of it. You know, I grew up here. I grew up a fan of all the Colorado sports teams. It's been an amazing journey turning all of that into a career and doing it more professionally, uh, getting to be down there and talk to the baseball players and coaches and other people who've covered the team for a long time, some of whom I've looked up to for a very long time. And so, yeah, that is a, a little bit of, again, brief history there. I am definitely known for, I like to say, say I have a see all sides mentality. You know, I tend to to try to see as much as I can from as many different angles as possible, which sometimes means seeing them from the angles of people who are very unpopular in uh, the Colorado Rockies organization. And, and that can definitely get under your skin. But, uh, you know, and I'll let you know right away, it's entirely possible that throughout the course of this show listening, I'm going to say some stuff that uh, you're not always going to agree with. That's going to happen, right? But I absolutely always aim to be respectful, to hear all sides, and to be open to debate. I just prefer a fair, rarely angry uh, sort of coverage. So uh, that's something, if, if you don't know me, that I'm a little bit known for. I, I tend to try to keep it you know, away from the rah-rah, let's go get them. Even though sometimes, arguably, this this franchise deserves a lot of that. You know, I really love talking baseball. And, and that is the main thing that I want to get across here. That, you know, whether we're doing analytic stuff, we're doing the eye tests, I'm gathering information from players and passing it along to you or talking to the manager of the ball club and I have a great relationship with Bud Black and all of that and so those are the kinds of things that I'm really the most interested in and I'm excited to get back to doing all of that so yeah there's a little bit uh, about me like I said quick and, and painless and easy right those was never good at those icebreaker things so I gave a lot of thought to a few topics that I thought would be good for this very first episode of this new adventure that we're all going on together and I decided that there were just too many that I wanted to dive too deeply into. And so I decided what I would do is this. Write down as many questions as I could think of that you, the listener, might have about three different categories. And I'm just going to go through them rapid fire 
and basically give you spoilers for the end of conversations that we're going to have throughout the next couple of weeks, but we'll be able to dive a lot deeper into each one of these over the next couple of weeks. So let's do Major League Baseball in general. Let's talk about the Colorado Rockies, and then I'll end with what you can expect out of this podcast moving forward. All right, in the realm of baseball in general, let's start with the big question on everyone's mind. Will we start the season on time? Almost certainly not. Uh, We're coming right up against it. This will be published nine days from what was supposed to be the start of spring training events, and it seems unlikely we hit that mark. I am of the mind that we are almost certainly going to miss some games this season. So, will we play a full season was the second question on my list. I'm already ahead of myself here. No, I I don't think so, but I do think we will play a substantial one. Who is really to blame? Is there equal blame amongst the players and owners here? No, the owners are much more to blame. Again, we can dive into all this. I'm going rapid fire right now. I'm just giving you mostly yes or no answers, so buckle in. There's a few of these, right? Will we see rule changes? this season. I believe that we will. I think we will see more. You know, we've seen a few over the last couple of years, some of which have been very popular, some of which have have not. The California rule where the runner starts extra innings on second base, right? The three batter minimum where any reliever has to pitch to three batters before his manager can take him out. There's been an evolution of rule changes over the last couple of years, and I do think we are likely to see a few more come out of the other side of these CBA negotiations, you know, if there is an other side of these CBA negotiations. Will we see dramatic changes? I unfortunately don't think so. I'd like to see some dramatic changes, and that's actually the next question on the list, so I'll leave that for just a second, but I don't think we're likely to see too many of the big issues facing Major League Baseball be solved with this. Some, but unfortunately, I don't think it's going to come out way, way better off. There just seems to be too much friction between the parties for us to truly be able to get there. So the next question, of course, is what major changes would I like to see? Well, there's a whole lot, friends, and these are some really fun, debatable things, but I am in favor of quite a few changes that I think would make baseball more palatable to the casual audience, to the hardcore audience, to just being a fairer game, everything from a salary floor to a shorter season to expanded rosters to electronic strike zones. I think these are all things that are great ongoing conversations. I've also gone from somebody who thought there was nothing wrong with the shift to somebody who's in favor of banning the shift. A lot of these conversations are great debates. The more I talk to really smart baseball people, the more I realize there's a lot of different perspective, a lot of different ways to think about these things, and a lot more reasonable argumentation on all sides of any number of ways that the game can be made better and fairer. And for me, the biggest thing, and and here's where I will end the CBA conversation, but the biggest thing for me is this. And a lot of Rockies fans probably find themselves at this crossroads. Some people have just decided to root against the team. And not necessarily out of spite, you want to root 
for teams to lose because then you get better draft picks or you you go into a longer drought. And, you know, the Houston Astros have kind of shown and the Chicago Cubs have shown that you can do this and you can go through these long times of being bad and then take it all the way to winning the World Series and being really good for an extended period of time. But I just fundamentally don't believe it's good for any sport to incentivize your own fans to want your team to lose. Players don't operate that way, and the vast majority of managers don't. And those of you who follow the NFL have seen a little bit that that's part of what's going on with the Brian Flores story, right? This idea of losing on purpose, I think, is a poison in professional sports. Call me old-fashioned, call me simple, call me naive. Call You can call me whatever you like. But I am of the belief that sport and competition are about I show up and I give you my best and you show up and you give me your best and whoever's better on that day gets the W. And that's what we're all here to do. That's the fundamentals of it. And I know some people think it's clever or it's just the right thing to do. There are a lot of arguments in favor of it. Obviously, people wouldn't do it if there wasn't a ton of incentive in the game. And that's why, without being able to dive into the details until the future... That is my big takeaway on the CBA and on what needs to happen. I think the players need to be paid more and all of that stuff. But like I said, I'm going to move on to the Rockies here in just a moment. But that for me is the biggest thing. There has to be better parity in the game. And it shouldn't be that the only way you can achieve parity, like the Oakland A's or the Tampa Bay Rays, is to game the system, underpay your players, and provide your fan base with a pretty lame experience. There's a reason fans don't get invested in those teams and don't go to those games. And it's not just because their stadiums are terrible. So there are lots of things that need to be fixed there. But at the very least, I think we should all be able to agree upon a league built upon every team trying to be as competitive as absolutely possible. All right, let's talk about your Colorado Rockies and the questions that I assume are on the top of your mind for the local ball club. Once again, let's start with the big one. Will the Rockies be any good this year? Drew, you're a hopeful guy. You're the positive guy, right? That's the reputation. I almost always come down on the side, though, of pragmatism. you will find, and probably not. Of course, the offseason isn't over. Lots to play out. Gotta see any signings, trades, spring training, all that. I won't make my official prediction until right before the season starts. But let's all be honest with ourselves, probably not a competitive season for your Rockies this year. Well, that brings up question number two. Is there any reason to watch? Well, one, I always think there's a reason to watch baseball. I just love the game. I will always find something to watch in any baseball game, quite frankly. I'll tell you, of course, the story of just this last season and Herman Marquez nearly throwing a no-hitter at Coors Field. He came one flaring, bloopy little single into right field away from one of the single greatest moments in Colorado Rockies history. It would have been more impressive than the Ubaldo Jimenez no-hitter, both statistically and because he did it at Coors Field, but it didn't quite go down that way, and you just never know, right? That's one of the beautiful things about baseball. When you show up to the ballpark, you never know what kind of special experience you may be in for. But beyond that, I will say, and I'll get deeper into this in just a second, answering another question, 
I think there's a lot of intrigue with this Colorado Rockies team. Ability to compete, not necessarily, but a lot of players on the team that are going to be really interesting to watch if you just enjoy watching the progression of professional athletes, which I very much do. All right, here's a big one after what has been an absolutely brutal calendar year for Colorado Rockies fans. Nolan Arenado out, Trevor Story out, John Gray out. Are there any more big names on their way out? Here I finally got a little bit of good news for you. I don't think so. I think they're pretty locked into having Charlie Blackman you know, for life, essentially. Uh, I think uh, similarly with Armand Marquez, they've come out very publicly several times and said they have no intention of trading him, despite the fact that that can be a very popular thing for people in other networks to be like, well, the Rockies are bad. They should just trade Armand Marquez. Like they, <laughs> they always have to come out and say, no, we're not going to do that. And so I think that actually for now, uh, you're in a pretty good place if that is a concern of yours, that you don't want any of the players who you like on the team right now to get shipped out of town, I don't think you have to worry about that right now. Is the farm system as bad as they say? No. Is the farm system good? Also, no. Uh, it needs to get a lot better, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, they've definitely missed on some draft picks over the last couple of years, but they've also appeared to have, in very early returns, recovered in the last couple of drafts, especially with the injection of players like Zach Veen and Drew Romo and Chris McMahon. And uh, yeah, so so there's a really good uh, core there. There's also a group of five players who I keep pointing out, and I'll, I'll maybe come up with a name for these guys. You, maybe you guys can help me out there. We'll come up with a sort of group name for the five young players who are all rookies. I think Peter Lambert has technically passed his rookie eligibility, but the other four are all rookies in Ryan Valade, Colton Welker, Elio Harris Montero, and Ryan Rollison. These are all players who were zero impact players last year, who I think have a chance to really make their mark this season. And so while you know they don't have these superstars in waiting, who oftentimes turn out to be bust at the major league level anyway. The Rockies do have a lot of players who are very much worth keeping your eye on as they make their debut this year. So just keep that in mind about the farm system. Let's get into some front office questions. Can Bill Schmidt be a good GM? Remains to be seen. He certainly can be. You know, the early returns are a little bit of a mixed bag. I didn't like letting John Gray get away. I do like the contracts that he gave to C.J. Crone and Antonio Senzatella. You know, there's a lot of debate about how he handled the trade deadline last year. We can dive much deeper into that. The Rockies do get a compensatory draft pick. If Trevor Story signs elsewhere, which is highly likely. So we'll be able to dive into that at that time. But I will say, you know, Jeff Breidich was a very different GM than Dan O'Dowd, and I don't believe that Bill Schmidt is going to be a carbon copy of Jeff Breidich. They have very different personalities, and I am very much, and I am this way in all walks of life. Uh, let's let the man have an opportunity to do the job. While we're on the front office, will Clint Hurdle have an impact? Yes, I believe that he will. I, I believe that he's going to have a very positive impact for this team. Of course, it remains to be seen how large that can be. And no one person was going to totally turn the franchise around in one year, but I am of the belief that Clint Hurdle represents the best of both worlds when it comes to getting 
another mind, another voice in the room for the Colorado Rockies, because while I agree with the general consensus that they need somebody from outside the organization to come in and shake things up a little bit, I also 100% am of the belief that the Rockies play in a unique environment, and we all know it. How deeply we know it varies, but everyone knows that Coors Field isn't just like everywhere else, and that playing half of your games there changes a lot about how you have to build your club, and bringing in somebody who's totally new to that puzzle is maybe not the best idea in the world, and so you got with somebody like Clint Hurdle, somebody who has a ton of experience with other organizations who don't have a history of success like the Pittsburgh Pirates, and being able to take them to success, but then also having obviously a history with the Colorado Rockies and knowing that Coors Field and the altitude and all of that is a unique animal. And so he can marry those two things where he will bring in ideas from the other places that he's worked, but he's also going to understand that just about everything needs to be adapted to that Colorado situation. All right, let's get down on the field just a little bit. few questions there. Who are the players to watch? This is the fun thing. Just about everybody on this team is a player to watch for one reason or another. You've got guys like Ryan McMahon and Brendan Rodgers who have long held all-star potential in the eyes of several scouts and evaluators, and it's just clear they've got the athletic ability to do it, and they've been that way at the minor league level. It just hasn't quite shown up at the majors just yet, though both have been close at times. Brendan had such a fantastic finish to last season, and Ryan McMahon had had such a fantastic start to last season. So seeing if those guys can take the next step. Uh, seeing if Armand Marquez can go from a guy who very much belongs in the All-Star game to a guy who no doubt belongs to start in the All-Star game and is getting some legitimate Cy Young conversation. You have a very intriguing duo behind the plate with Dom Nunez and Elias Diaz, who together hit more home runs in the catcher position than the Rockies have had in over a decade. There's a lot to be ironed out about both of their games, too. But that's what what I'm talking about kind of with this team on almost every position. You know, C.J. Crone's just kind of a veteran that you hope he'll do what he'll do. He's fun to watch hit the ball real far, though, isn't he? He's an entertaining player in that way. But all around the diamond, you go into the outfield with Rymal Tapia. If he's not your guy the way uh, this is something, again, if this is your first time listening, I'm a huge proponent of Rymal Tapia. I really, I actually just really like contact players, and I think there needs to be a place for them in the game, and I think they're underrated and undervalued and underutilized. But Rymal Tapia, if he's not your guy, maybe Connor Joe is your guy out in left field. And there's a really interesting situation going on in center between Garrett Hampson and Sam Hilliard and all of these players we haven't seen like the full extent of what they can do yet there's so much room for growth the only players position wise who you basically know what they are are cj crone and charlie blackman and those are two of the most fun players to root for just as people and and to watch play and you know you hope charlie can maybe get some dh time another thing that i think is going to happen and have a bigger impact for the club this year so on top of that Austin Gomber, who had a really intriguing start for the Rockies. I'm going to be watching him very closely. Who doesn't love watching Kyle Freeland pitch, especially if you're from here? So, yeah, as much as those maybe there's no superstars there, and that's not a team that should be a favorite to do anything, a lot of those players have the opportunity to make themselves quite a bit better and be a lot of fun to watch next year. So that's 
kind of an interesting thing. And they kind of were that this last year. I had a lot of people write to me and say, this is the most fun I've ever had watching a bad baseball team. And I think we're going to feel that way again, uh, though I think they'll be a bit better in this next upcoming 2022 season. Ah, yes, this big question. Will the Colorado Rockies add a big name in free agency or trade? Probably not. I know there had been rumors before the lockdown and everything that they'd been interested in Chris Bryant. I think that's interesting, if not an especially good idea. I mean, it it injects some energy into the fan base, and he's a good player who would make them better and definitely makes their lineup immediately better. I am more of the mind, and I think it's possible that they are more of the mind, that they should spread that out. You know, I I do think they know they've gotten a ton of bad press lately for the Nolan Arenado stuff and and letting Trevor Story walk, and they may feel that they need to replace his star power on some level. And so I wouldn't be totally shocked if they did go out and get one of these guys like Chris Bryant. But I think doing something more like uh, Kyle Schwarber or, you know, getting a couple of more B-level as opposed to A-level free agents would be a really smart thing for the team to do and ultimately would be what's best for them, even if it doesn't get the press or the fans quite as excited as one guy you can point out and go, wow, well, at least it's going to be really, really fun to root for him, right? And finally on the Rockies, will Dick Monfort ever sell the team? Nope. The end. No, we'll obviously dive into the Dick Monfort stuff some. I will tell you this. I I think there's got to be a limit to the extent you talk about the owner, especially because of my answer to that question. I understand he often interjects himself into things, and that can be something that we talk about when it comes up. But ultimately, I you know don't think any amount of boycotts or whatever are going to change the fact he they're very financially stable i think he's going to own the team forever and ever and ever and as such there's only so much banging my head against that wall that i'm really willing to do and uh you know we can dive deeper into everything else that he's got going on but something you'll also learn about me is that i do at the very least appreciate the stewardship of the community the news lately has been a reminder that owners aren't just people whose jobs it is to make teams good They also have to be stewards of a a community, and a lot of them really fall short on that. And for everything else you can say about Dick Monfort, everything he's done for Lodo, uh, everything he's done for that community is pretty awesome. So the other stuff is uh, (laughs) less awesome, I will say. All right. And... You know, again, if you've got any further questions or you want me to dive into any of these in more deeper detail specifically, let me know. Just hit me up at Drew Creaseman on Twitter. Just find me. All right. Let's finish off with what you can expect from this show moving forward. All right. Like I said up top, I'm really excited to be doing this. I can't wait to dive deeper into all of these topics over the next couple of weeks and months here on 20th and Blake on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. What can you expect out of this show? I'm going to be giving you three podcasts a week at minimum. If I feel like doing extra, I'll do extra, and especially if there's big news. If anything happens that comes anywhere close to, you know, big news, mediocre news even, just something going on with the Rockies that I think 
warrants a, a timely podcast, I will record immediately and get it up as soon as possible. You can expect passionate conversation that actually focuses on the Colorado Rockies. You know, you got to know the other teams in the league. Of course, you've got to be educated on Major League Baseball as a whole in order to fully understand the Rockies' place in it. Uh, But I'm not going to expect you to want to sit through the history of the Chicago Cubs because they're coming to town. And I'm not going to wander off into NFL coverage because it may be more interesting at that particular moment in time if the team is struggling or whatever else. Do some random thing. We're here to talk Colorado Rockies baseball. And I'm not going to force you to have to think about, you know, all of these other things that you may not necessarily be here for. As you may have noticed, you can expect highly opinionated conversation. I've never been known for pulling my punches. I try to always, always, always be open to debate, to debate as I said earlier. But I also want you to know 100% how I think about things, where I, where I stand on the issues. You know, you, People rarely have to guess <laughs> where it is I am. Uh, so just ask. You know, I, I try to be 100% open and honest about all of that stuff semi-regular guests you know i'm working on the technical details of all of this and trying to figure out how that works but of course being here in denver colorado having access to the team having a relationship with most of the players on the team and plenty of journalists and all of that i look forward to the opportunity to interview people in and around the team that i think you all would find interesting and also be able to have that be a two-way street where you can be a part of those conversations as well That is the next point on here. I prefer to be highly interactive and accessible. So if you aren't already, make sure you're following following me on Twitter, at Drew Creaseman. Shoot me a question. If you want it to be for the podcast, just let me know. Uh, Sometimes I'll answer on Twitter and on the podcast, whatever. But I try to be very much engaged. I'm of the opinion that sports are here for the fans and the fans to have a good time with their hobby, with their passion, with this thing that they find joy in their life. And so any way that I can sort of bring you closer to the experience of being at the ballpark or being in the clubhouse or having a conversation with Charlie Blackman or Kyle Freeland or whoever it may be, I want to be able to do that. And I always want to be open to feedback and those kinds of things. So that door is always open for anyone who has a fair and earnest comment or question for me or for the show. And the last two things that I just want to mention is that I'm here to take Rockies baseball seriously and not mock anyone. Look, I love to have a a lot of fun. There's a lot of different ways in life that you can have fun. But, uh, you know, I am also of the belief that there's just a lot of sports coverage in general out there that, you know, and and there's not even necessarily anything wrong with this, but that just wants to go straight to the, especially when a team is bad. Like, right, it would be really easy for me to sit here every single day and just mock the Rockies over and over again, and anyone who takes them seriously. But I'm ultimately of the mind, and when I say take the Rockies seriously, I don't even mean just right now. I mean the organization and its entire history. To take seriously your fandom as a Colorado Rockies fan, that to you, Dante Bichette shaking his fist means something. Larry Walker getting into the Hall of Fame means something to you. When Todd Helton ultimately gets into the Hall of Fame and his last game and everything about his career, it means something to you. And you were upset about the Nolan Arenado trade because he meant something to you. And similar with Trevor's story. And so I 
I take all of that history, when I say seriously, I mean more earnestly, which is to say that I believe that everyone out there who's a fan of a team deserves to have coverage that respects that they're a fan of that team and that the team exists, has a history, deserves to exist, and deserves to be treated like anyone else and, you know, looked at and discussed on an intellectual level, on a just having fun level from all different angles, right? And so I think that that's something that I really hope to provide here is a space where you feel like, yeah, this is actually about the Rockies and their fans and their history and not just a place for people to get together and kind of throw rocks at something. And the final thing that I'll say is that I will be providing in-depth analysis on every single aspect of the team that you want to hear about from every different angle. I've been doing this for quite a long time, but I've got quite a bit more left to learn. I will sometimes be one of those people who grabs all the big analytic numbers and I'll do my best to re-explain and and go through what each of those mean. And I'll say, you know, we're doing this today. We're talking about DRC plus and war and all that stuff. And on other days, I'll be interested in the parameters of Coors Field and whether or not they should make the outfield smaller. Spoiler alert, they should make the outfield smaller. A lot of people love uniform talk. I am not a designer, don't know anything about that stuff, but I love it. Ballpark food, the neighborhood, how do you hit a fastball? How do you lay off a curveball? What is the process of trying to turn a double play from an unusual angle? Do you guys practice X, Y, and Z? All of it. What are the guys eating in the offseason? What does a workout regimen look like? These are the things that I'm always interested in and, and passionate about. And then when we get right down to it, especially once the games return, and I do believe the games will be returning to us here very soon. There's nothing I love more than talking baseball with baseball people. Saying, why did he throw that pitch? Oh man, how did he not swing at that? Oh, do you think they were playing the outfield too deep there? Oh, the shift really bit him on that one. Oh, that catcher's got a cannon of an arm. I'll never get tired of that. I think that's what we come to the game for. And I want to find every way that I can here at Mile High Sports on this show and through my articles with you, the fan base, to do that, to make that our conversation, the thing that baseball fans do as much as we can. Because it's about the game. Isn't it a beautiful, beautiful game that we all love? And I cannot wait to share my love of baseball with you. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed and all that. Make sure you're checking out Mile High Sports for all of your sports coverage needs. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, all of that good stuff. And as I love to say, make sure you're continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I can always promise you that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 
96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.